We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, Packer fans. Did you know that right now you can go to prizepicks.com slash Packaday and use code Packaday for a first deposit match up to $100? It's officially game day, and you know I've got to get my Packers picks in for the week, so let's get after it. My first pick is Romeo Dobbs with more than 35.5 receiving yards. Put it one way, Romeo is due. He's due for a big game. I'm expecting a 50 plus yard performance from Romeo in this one. And I think for the Packers, they're going to have to put up some points. They're going to have to put up some yardage. We're seeing Jordan play the best football of his season and of his career right now. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs probably going to put up some points in this one. So if Green Bay wants to keep pace, their receivers are going to have to get after it. And I'm expecting Romeo Dobbs to go more than 35.5 receiving yards in this game. Next, I'm going with Harrison Butker, the Chiefs kicker, with more than 1.5 field goals made. There are going to be some times where the Chiefs move the, the ball down the field in this one, but don't get touchdowns. I do think Green Bay with their bend but don't break, that sometimes is bend but also break. But in this case, I think they're going to hold on a couple of those. And some big Kansas City drives are going to be limited to some Harrison Butker field goals. And I'm hopeful and expecting that Butker is going to get more than 1.5 field goals in this game. Finally, I've got to go with MVS and I'm going with more than 12.5 receiving yards. Now, he is a former Packer. You know he's going to want to put on his best performance in Lambeau Field. He understands the conditions. He understands what type of game this is. And I think there's going to be at least one MVS catch. And if MVS has a catch, it's usually downfield. I'm going MVS more than 12.5 receiving yards in this one. So again, Romeo Dobbs more than 35.5 receiving yards. Harrison Bucker more than 1.5 field goals. And MVS more than 12.5 receiving yards. Should be a fun game and hopefully a monster game for Romeo Dobbs. Either way, the best part is that you can go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for that first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. 
everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, December 3rd, 2023. It is Packers Chiefs, and it's an important game for Green Bay because if Green Bay wins, everybody, if Green Bay somehow beats the Kansas City Chiefs, regardless of what happens around the rest of the league, the Packers at the end of the game will be in the seventh seed for the NFC playoff picture. Yes, that's right. After that god awful start, two and five, we sit here talking about Packers and the playoffs. Jimmy, Gage, welcome back. We were off last week. It was Thanksgiving. We were doing all doing a lot of traveling. We all enjoyed watching the Packers beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. I didn't see that coming. I thought that if there was any game between the Lions and the Chiefs that they would win, I would have given more credence to the Chiefs. Granted, I didn't think they'd win that one either. But, I mean, here we are, 5-6, and six, heading into Sunday night football at Lambeau Field. If you've seen anything on Twitter or X or whatever the hell they're calling it, you know, there's now rolling hills in Green Bay, Wisconsin, that Travis Kelsey stands on top of. And, uh, you know, uh, but it's it's exciting. Uh, you know, Jimmy, it, five and six, talking about a legitimate playoff spot. And, I mean, we're at the point, too, where it's like, even if Green Bay does not win, like, they have a very good chance of, like, winning out still and making the playoffs because they don't have that hard of a schedule. Yeah, that's the craziest part. Like you said, I would not have, if you would have told me this weeks ago, I'd been like, well, you're full of crap because we're going to have a top five pick and get a great offensive lineman. Uh, but it's been wild, man. And it now, now it's to the point where like those losses before didn't really bug me. Like the ones to the Broncos Raiders, the Steelers was just kind of like, uh, it is what it is. It's a young team. But now that we're close to the playoffs, all those games that we probably should have won. And those mistakes just bit us in the ass. Now they're starting to bug me way more than they did when it actually happened because we do actually have a playoff chance. Albeit a small one, but a chance. Yeah, well, and I mean, Gage, I mean, same thing to you. Like, did you ever envision that on December 3rd, going into what, week 13, 14, going against the Kansas City Chiefs, that we would be talking that, like, man, if they can just somehow find a way to beat the Chiefs, that they'll be in the playoff picture? You know, I want to say that I kind of did. But I also didn't – the road to get here is not the one that I expected. Like I – in the offseason, I felt like I was one of the like optimistic – like I was a realistic but optimistic fan. And like I know that I talked on the pod a few months ago that I felt like this team had a lot of talent and a lot of potential. And if they could stay healthy, they could do some things. And – like I said, the road to get here is not the way I expected it to go. Like if you had told me that they need to beat the chiefs in order to have a spot in the playoffs, I would have been like, okay. Um, I don't know what other games they lost, but I don't know how they got there. But if I'm looking at the schedule, I coming into the year, I was like, yep. Whenever the bears, I could see that. If you told me the, yep, they lost to the Falcons. Okay. I lost to the saints or a win over the saints. Okay. Lost to the lions. All right. Makes sense. I would have expected them to beat the Raiders. It's the close game in Denver. Denver's always good in October. Uh, maybe Sean Payton figured they some stuff out. We're not good at that time. We, we helped them figure We were the good luck Chuck in that situation. That's true. They have ripped off a string of wins. Yeah. 
You're welcome, welcome, Denver. Denver. (laughs) Uh, We lost to Minnesota at home. That kind of sucks. But at the same time, uh, as my girlfriend says, we always lose. Like the first game to Minnesota, doesn't matter if it's home or away. We just always find a way to lose the first one. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Okay. Beat the Rams. Sure. Cool. Awesome. Didn't, wouldn't expect a a beat down of them, but a win. Sure. Close loss to the Steelers. All right. Makes sense. Pittsburgh drags you into the mud. Went over the Chargers. Cool. That's awesome. Wouldn't have expected that. And then a win over the Lions on Thanksgiving. Cool. Great. But I wouldn't have expected that. Like, I would have expected if Green Bay was fighting for a playoff spot, they had won a few different ones, lost a couple other ones. And I'm not complaining, though. I Like I said, I was a cautiously optimistic fan. I liked what I saw and the, the bones that I saw from Green Bay. And I was like, yeah, this team could this team could do something. At the start of the year, I could see it, but when we're two and five, that's when I was. That's where it's kind of like I did not picture this at all. Like the start of the year, same thing. I was, I was optimistic. I think it was one of those things that we could be, a, we realistically could be a playoff team. But then just the way we started and losing to teams that we had no business losing to is where my optimism tanked. Funny just enough, I had more out. optimism when they were two and five than I did at the beginning of the season. Weirdly enough, I know it makes no sense, but for me, it was. I could I'm, see. I could see doing drugs around that time too. No, 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 no. I could see the stuff <laughs> happening. For that was what it was for me. Is I was watching the team and I'm like, I can see the vision. Because at the beginning of the year, couldn't really see it. And then when they really started struggling, there was just games where I'm watching it and I'm like, this isn't even fun. I'm like, this team just makes everything look so hard all the time. Yeah. But then when you have like the loss to the loss to Denver, there was some stuff in there. I was like, okay, I kind of see it. And then you had the big the the big loss to the Vikings, but I think that I mean that game. I felt like that game was closer than it really seemed. I just felt like Green Bay couldn't get out of their own way enough. But then you had like I was like I can see I can see the gears there. I can see the stuff happening. Like the loss to the Lions, it was a fourteen point loss, but I could see like I said I could see the bones. I could see the stuff there. So I'm like. All we need is the switch to flip for a couple of these guys. Yeah. That's that's all it's going to take. Because I was like, I can see the stuff there. Christian Watson, I can see that he has something, but they're not using him right. Jaden Reed showing flashes. Dontavion Wicks. The fact that the Packers are doing all this with, as most people would agree, not a single receiver in the top probably 30, I'd say. Top 30 at best. Probably top, Some people would say top 40 or worst even. So the fact that Green Bay is doing that, I'm like, yeah, no, I had I had more optimism than I did at the beginning of the season, and that would make no sense to anybody. It barely makes sense to me, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm excited for the team now. Like, what do you think? What do you think the switch was though? Like to go? Do you think it's just a play from Jordan Love, or do you think just the offense stopped making those little mistakes? Just as a unit, they cleaned it up. I think it's a little of both. I think. Love has been cleaner. He's done one thing that he did well at the beginning of the season, and then he kind of lost it during that stretch of losing where he kept trying to do too much. And he said it after the first couple games of the year where Aaron Rodgers, which I remember laughing about this at the time, where he's like, yeah, Aaron told me, take take the check downs, take what's there, take what the defense gives you. And he did that the first couple of weeks. But then during that losing streak, I felt like he was trying to force the big play too often. I'm all about big plays. That's awesome. I'm here for it. But don't don't force it. If it's not there, you don't have to take it. There's underneath stuff available. We all saw Aaron got into a habit of it last year where he wanted the big play all the time. And I'm like, 
you don't need that yet. It's one thing if it's the final drive, you have 10 seconds, you got to score. That's one thing. But I'm like, it's the middle of the first quarter. You're down, you're down three. You, you don't need to go take the shot play. yet. You don't need it yet. Just take what's there. There's a guy running across the middle. That's going to get you eight, nine, 10 yards. Let him go make a play. That's what they've been doing. I feel like a lot with Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks, both of them just get in the ball in space. Let them go make a play. Romeo Dobbs is your chain mover. I feel like they've really let him settle into that role. Still mm-hmm. a little bit of a body catcher. Personally, I feel like I'd rather see him more of a hands catcher sometimes, but Christian Watson, they found they need they're finding ways to get him open. And I still there was the there was the graph that was shared by Peter Bukowski. It's been a couple of weeks ago now about the, the double coverage, the, the double coverage that Watson was getting. And everyone because everyone was this was like peak Watson sucks season on Twitter. Everyone, yeah, I'm gonna call it Twitter, I'm not calling it X. This was the everybody's like Watson's this, he's that, he can't win a jump ball. And I I'll be honest, I said it too. I'm like, that's the first time he's won a jump ball a year when I saw him win. When I saw him win, I was like, good job, man. But it, like I was like, he's getting all this attention. Use that. Find everybody else. Like Luke Musgrave started to come on. And so that's where I'm like, I feel like it was just a matter of everybody started to get a little better. Jordan Love got better about taking checkdowns and taking what was there. He still gets a little freelancey, like there was the throw across the field to Watson that against yeah. Detroit that he shouldn't make that awesome that he made that. it. Yeah. Awesome that he made it, but shouldn't take that throw, but he's taking the checkdowns more. There was uh Ben Solak for the ringer. This is probably the 10th time I've plugged him this year on this podcast, just cause he's so good. He does a thing every week on YouTube this week, his play sheet uh, comes out on Wednesdays. It was on Jordan love. And he sh- uh, showed how Jordan love in the game against Detroit. He made, it was the same play three different times. And he showed the progression of it. He took AJ Dillon on a check down when he didn't necessarily need to. He took him again on a check down when he definitely had to. And then the third time he ran it later in the game, it was kind of a dagger play where he hit Dobbs uh, coming across the middle. And it was basically like a game ceiling type of play. And it was like, that's the progression from love. He's getting better even in the same, even in the games. Cause again, despite being a fourth year guy, this is his first season as the starter. So yeah, I think that it was the switches flipped for the offensive guys and the switches flipped for love. And I also think it's flipped for LaFleur a little bit. I feel like he's tried to like strip away some of the, like the complications of the offense and get back to what we loved about LaFleur when he first came, where just there's guys just running open all over the place. Yeah. It's true. Well, well, gentlemen, let's uh, jump into Packers chiefs here and let's take a look at the, uh, Injury report real quick, which, you know, I mean, is no quick feature anymore with this team, you know. It's so looking about as, receipt we got going yeah, on. Yeah, it's looking here. about as long as your to-do list for Christmas cleaning for family. Um, so the only uh, Packer for sure out this week is Aaron Jones. No surprise there. A lot of questionables. Jair's questionable, um, although it feels like he's on track to play, but I feel like I said that the last three weeks, and he hasn't played. Uh, Devondre Campbell, also questionable. Um, A.J. Dillon does not have an injury designation, which is good for the Packers this week, considering all their injuries um, at that position. Eric Stokes is doubtful. I don't anticipate him playing at all. Uh, Dontavian Wicks is questionable. Uh, Darnell Savage, questionable. Jaden Reed, questionable. I mean... Guys, this is quite the injury list. And yeah. they had ten they've had ten days off. And it doesn't feel like it's ever shrinking 
But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what to say because I thought they were screwed last week because it felt like the injury report was longer last week and they, they came out on top. They made the plays where they needed to, but um, it feels like they're moving closer to getting healthy. And Jimmy, I mean, this would be a great week for, you know, Jair and Darnell Savage to both come back. Um, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes better than Jared Goff, Travis Kelsey, you know, probably not coverable because it's a position that Green Bay just doesn't cover. Yeah, I, like looking at this, the two I want back, like you just said, are Jair. Actually, I would also even just add, uh, uh, where's his name, Rudy Ford. Like getting him, Jair Savage, just that secondary is where I'm looking at right now. Like Andre Campbell, would it be nice to have him back, former All-Pro? Yeah, but McDuffie's been playing really well. Like Campbell and McDuffie are solid starting two linebackers. At least McDuffie's been playing that way the last couple games. So if we don't get Campbell, that's fine. But just to sure up that secondary because – it doesn't matter the the talent Mahomes has around him. He still has Kelsey. He has Gage's homeboy Rice. So like he's gonna make plays. It's Patrick Mahomes. You need as many talented people in the secondary as you can. And right now it's just our most talented uh, are hurt. And I I don't expect Stokes back. Obviously doubtful. But just getting Jair back in there. Um, Valentine's been playing fine. But again, if your most experienced corner is Valentine going out there, uh, not ideal. I know we still have Nixon in the slot and everything, but just that outside boundary corner, uh, Valentine and Valentine are not the two guys you want to be rolling with uh, when you're going against Patrick Mahomes. Is it crazy to disagree? You want you me Valentine and Valentine? Well, no, no, no. You say that like Mahomes has been able to make it work, whatever, and I'm not, I'm not at all doubting Mahomes. I'm not. However, just looking at them this season – it's not. It's not a Chiefs team from the past. Don't get me wrong, but a, but a, t- a defense that has let much less talented quarterbacks take advantage of them. It's uh, you're having Mahomes. I'm, he can break out any game. Is the thing. And oh no, no, no. I, there, that's not talented. I completely agree. I'm just. I'm looking at what I've seen from them this year. You mentioned Rice. I am a fan of Rice. I've also noticed that the Chiefs don't use him as much as they should. Last week was kind of an outlier game. Like he had, uh, he had ten targets. His previous season high was seven against Chicago in week three. Like they, he's good. I don't know, if, but they haven't been using him enough. But Green Bay, the main thing I like about these young guys over, and this isn't to take away from Jair or Campbell or any, Stokes at Rasul Douglas, anybody else that has played corner. I, the young guys are flying around. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this defense compared to Packer defenses of the past. I felt like too often Packer, def- Packer defenders were getting hit, and I feel like right now there's a lot of guys that are hitting. doing the hitting. Yeah, like, oh, I agree. Like Valentine, I mean, Valentine, those guys, they are chirping at everybody that will listen to them. And I'm Valentine has a ha, – oh, I had it censor myself there. He has the dog in him. He's he, a dog. He's running his mouth like, nonstop. Like Jonathan Owens, he laid, he laid some wood on Gibbs last week. Like I just feel like these young this young secondary is flying around and they're they're laying some wood and like they're they're coming in with bad intentions and I'm like that's the type of mentality that the, this defense needs to have. I mean I still don't like the coordinator because I think he's bad at his job, but I don't get to I don't have a say in that. But I'm sitting here and I'm watching. I'm like this defense is flying 
around places. Like I, I'm used to seeing Green Bay, like their secondary is going to get, like they're going to run into a running back and then they're going to get knocked over and they're not going to make the tackle. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm seeing Packers secondary. But I'm seeing like corners and safeties fly in and they're, they're like, they're making sure you're not getting up. Like they're coming in they're like, you're not breaking a tackle. You're going down, you're stopping here. And that's what I want to see. I think that the best, and I think also think that them being, the way that they are in terms of how chirpy they are. I think they all have a collective chip on their shoulder and that's the perfect way to go at a team like Kansas city. That's why we, that's how we saw the lions beat the chiefs earlier this year was they came in with a chip on their shoulder of everybody saying, Oh, it's a foregone conclusion. The chiefs are going to win this game. And for the most part, the chiefs won. It was just Canary's Tony's bad and gave the lions seven free points. But outside of that, like it's the Lions are walking around with a chip on their shoulder, and I think that that's what this Packers secondary is doing. They're not the Jair Alexanders, the Eric Stokes, the first round pick guys. They're not. They're two guys way down the depth chart, undrafted free agents, seventh round picks, etc. That are like, oh, you think we can't hang with these studs on the other side? Well, guess what? We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna go knock them in the mouth and let you know that yeah, we actually can hang with you. So I'm not going to lie. When I'm in the middle of Packer season, I don't always eat the best. It's by far my busiest time of year. I don't have a ton of time to make healthy meals. And because of that, I end up eating a lot of unhealthy foods. And when I'm not eating healthy, my digestive system doesn't always feel the best. And I end up feeling less focused, more stressed. And it just feels like my immune system is fighting with an arm behind its back. That's why I tried AG1. I was tired of being tired and I was tired of being unfocused and I needed to kickstart my immune system and increase my energy. And when I started drinking AG1 daily, I could feel the difference in my digestive health and my daily energy. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop includes probiotics for gut support, B vitamins for energy, and zinc to help support my immune health. And that's why Packaday is proud to be sponsored by AG1. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of my absolute favorite parts of the holidays is the joy of gift giving and trying to find that perfect gift for somebody that you care about so incredibly much. I've got two boys, 10 years old and six years old, and they are the absolute joy of my life. And watching them open those gifts and seeing the smiles on their faces is just about the best thing in the entire world. But one of the things that we often forget during the holidays is to remember to give to ourselves. Maybe that's in the form of a present, but it could also be the gift of taking a moment to enjoy the holidays. It could be treating yourself to a day of rest or maybe just enjoying your favorite meal. The best part is that you get to decide how to give to yourself. One other way that you can do that is by giving yourself the gift of therapy. And sometimes the holidays are the perfect time to start therapy or maybe even restart your therapy journey. Therapy continues to give me the tools that I need to live a happy, successful, and joyful life. Simply put, therapy is a beautiful journey to finding myself and making myself a better person. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. You can go online right now and find a therapy plan that's uniquely designed for you. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash packaday. I think one of the things, I'm not worried about it because they're going to come to play against this Chief team and they haven't earned anything yet. But if we get to the point where we start getting getting closer to the playoffs and we look like a surefire playoff team, like you're mentioning right now, they have that chip on the shoulder. And I think the team in general is just playing much looser than usual because there, there's no pressure. You went from two and five, no chance at the playoffs. Like you're playing with house money at this point, kind of like that Lions mentality that we've seen last year, especially this year. Now they're favorites in a lot of games. But last year they played that kind of like underdog hit you in the mouth. Do you think at some point when the pressure starts to come back to where the playoffs are a real possibility, we start seeing those young team mistakes kind of come back up because they're overthinking They actually have that pressure of like, oh, we could be a playoff team. Whereas these last couple of weeks, it's just kind of been, hey, we're just trying to improve and do our best at this point. Like, I mean, is there going to be a switch? Eh, I don't think so. I think that some of the guys might have that, but. Like Corey Ballantyne, I mean, for all of the like commenting on how he hasn't played that much, he is kind of a veteran at this point. He got drafted in 2019 as a six round pick. Like they're they're here. They're the young mistakes. That's what I was saying earlier, where I feel like a lot of the young mistakes are that was the early season stuff. And you see just as the year goes on, and this is across the NFL, across every position, like uh wide receivers after their bye week, like if you get them like six or seven games and then they get a bye week under their belt, they really can make a, a jump that second week. So I think Jordan Addison for the Vikings is a prime example of a guy like that. Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks, both of those guys have made strides in the last several weeks. I just think it's one of those things where like the switch flips and it all comes down to coaching mm. at the end of the day. So as I said, that does pose kind of an issue when I don't have a ton of faith in the team's defensive coordinator to coach them to be like, hey, I get that you've been playing risk-free and loose the last few weeks. you got to keep that even though there's more on the line. So I think it's just it's up to the coaches to tell to communicate to them, hey, this is still just your plan. You're playing. You're just you're playing football. It's one game at a time. Don't worry about the outside stuff. Just focus on doing your job well. That's what you've been doing. That's how we've gotten here. Mm. Fair. Well, gentlemen, let's take a look into this game beyond the injury report here. Uh, like we do every week, let's jump into something that we're keeping an eye on this week. Uh, Jimmy, Packers, Chiefs, this is the second time Patrick Mahomes uh, has played the Pack. No, yeah, second. Th- this will be his second start. His first mm-hmm. one was supposed to be against Aaron Rodgers in 2021, and instead he got the start against Jordan Love. So Jordan Love, Patrick Mahomes, um, really what we didn't understand in 2021 was it's just – this is like the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady matchup for years to come, even though they're not in the same conference at all. Uh, but no, no, no. So uh, what are you looking forward to in this game? What, what are you keeping your eye on? I think looking back at Jordan Love's first start against the Chiefs, like one thing we saw them do, and obviously the game plan is going to change a little bit because one, it's been two years, and two, he's not an inexperienced first-time starter. But the pressure that they got on Love uh, that first time around, we really saw that just – he was missing easy checkdowns. He was overthrowing. Like, you could tell that pressure got to him. Obviously, he's more more poised now. We hear about him a lot. Cool, calm, collective, whatever. But this Chief, Chiefs defense is good. Like, they're a great, they're a great unit. So it's going to see what, uh, what this offensive line can do, if they can hold off some of that pressure and give Jordan Love some time um, in the passing game. Because I don't see, with A.J. Dillon being your feature back, he's improved. Don't get me wrong. He has improved from week one to right now. 
He's he's made some big plays. He's picking up blocks great when he's in pass pro. But AJ Dillon as your running back one, usually not not ideal. Like Aaron Jones is the guy we're missing him. So just seeing if this offensive line can protect for love enough um, to kind of to sling that ball around because we saw last week when they were aggressive, that's when they when they come out and try to be the ones punching you in the mouth instead of letting you beat them down and working their way back in the second half of the game. It's uh, they did really well. So. Just kind of excited to see if that can uh, continue against a, a much better defense than what the Lions and the Chargers before that showed us. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see. I I don't think this game is going to go anywhere close to the last time Jordan Love played the Chiefs. Uh, but Gage, uh, what are you keeping your eye on this weekend? Uh, similar to Jimmy uh, on the like, can they keep Love upright? We've seen all year that that has been a issue uh, at times an issue for this deep for this offensive line um the big example for me is always the the Raiders game where the broadcast says in the first five minutes Max Crosby is the guy you got to watch and then Max Crosby seemed like Green Bay had never even heard of him and he wasn't even like he wasn't even a guy that they had game planned for uh he was just a he was a game wrecker all night uh the Chiefs are fifth in the NFL in sacks part of that is just due to their the fact that like a teams have to throw against them a lot because they tend to score points. Uh, they do blitz at a, at a really high rate, sixth highest in the NFL. Uh, they get pressure on the quarterback. They are after you all night. They're fifth in pressure rate or fifth in hurry rate, uh, kind of low in knockdowns overall. They generally convert their knockdowns into, or they convert their like pressures and stuff into sacks, uh, which is a big reason for that. They're second in pressures. Uh, and they don't miss tackles. They have 45 on the year. That is the fourth fewest in the NFL. When they get you, they're on you. Uh, I just sit here and I look at can Green Bay keep this? Can Green Bay keep them upright? And then specifically, can Aaron Rod- or can Jordan Love take the checkdowns when they're there? I Freudian slip there, but like that's that's the key for me <laughs> is take take the checkdown when it's there. When you have that opportunity, get the ball out let your guys go make plays and against the defense where they don't miss tackles, that's going to be a little bit tough, but on the offensive side of the ball, that's just the thing I'm watching is can they keep him upright? And can he, is he willing to take the checkdowns when they're there? Cause there will be guys that are open and you're going to have to like death by a thousand cuts, this defense, you're not going to get a ton of big plays on them. Uh, you're going to be under pressure and you're just going to have to stay Stay within yourself, stay poised, which Jordan Love has been better at in recent weeks. I feel like he does a good job managing the pocket. And when the shot plays there, yeah, take it. But just try and focus on just staying and playing within your game. Don't get too far. Don't try and do too much, really. And only look for Tucker. Yeah, no. (laughs) Secret weapon. Yeah, no, I mean, I I agree with both of you. I think the thing, though, that for me this this weekend – I am less concerned with winning the game as I am with how does the game look? Um, Because this is probably, I don't even think it's probably, I think it's fair to say this is as far as the hardest opponent Green Bay has played. This is a Kansas City Chiefs team that has uh, won two Super Bowls in the last, what, three, four years and have gone to three in the last three, four years. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the face of the league. The Chiefs are a fantastic team. 
And this is a measuring stick game for me for Jordan Love. You know, they're three and one in their last four games. Jordan Love has looked a lot better, um, you know, over the last couple of weeks. And certainly the win last weekend on the road in Detroit with all those injuries um, was very impressive. But I, I think this game will tell you quite a bit about this Packers team moving forward. Um, because even if Green Bay loses the game, say they lose 31 to 27, right? Like stinks that they lose. But if if Jordan Love throws three touchdowns, 300 yards, and they lose 31 to 27, like you can feel confident at that point that things are moving in the right direction, even with a loss. Um, so I'm, I'm just wanting to see how Jordan Love and this Packers team plays against this Chiefs team. It's like a win would be great, right? Because a win puts you unequivocally in the playoff picture. It puts you in the seventh seed regardless of what happens. Um, and it gives you a lot of confidence moving forward um, that this team could make, you know, a, a playoff run. But I'm looking, at, you know, kind of bigger picture, like this is the game. Like, Jordan, if there is a game that you are going to prove to the Packers that you are it, like this is the game. Uh, you don't necessarily have to win it. Bonus points for winning it. Um, but showing up and if he looks the same against this Chiefs team, the way he's looked the last three, four weeks, um, I think there should be a lot of optimism in Green Bay moving forward, knowing that Jordan Love can play against the best of the best and make it look good. So um, that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to this weekend. No, I'm 100% with you. Like with the progress they've made the last couple of weeks, even going back to that Steelers game, just seeing the team improve and now we're starting to get momentum. Like it would be, even if we lose this game, as long as we show that progress and we have that kind of fight in there, like the last thing we need right now is just the wind to be taken out of our sails completely and just get our ass kicked by the Chiefs. Like we have to show some kind of competency to continue this going. Because at this point too, if we do get dominated by the Chiefs, at the end of the day, I want us to make the playoffs. I like... But if we get dominated by the Chief, like we have no business being in the playoffs because those are the type of teams you're going to face. Granted, not everyone has Patrick Mahomes, but you're, you're, the level of talent is going up on these teams. Um, so it's going to be a, a good test. And I'm with you. I don't, we don't necessarily have to win it, but just look competent. Yeah, you got you to gotta be in it for four quarters. Um, you know, if you, if you come up short, but you play all four quarters and you stick with it the entire game, like that's just a young team that hasn't learned how like, – fully how to beat these teams yet but it gives you the confidence moving forward that 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 things are moving in the right direction so yeah i mean that's that's honestly just at the end of the day like if they lose that's it's it's okay like i said during the during the losing streak i was like yeah they're losing but i'm seeing signs of confidence there and that's just what i need to see here because every game this season win or loss as long as you're seeing progress being made and like steps going forward, that's ultimately what you need at the end of the day. Because is Green Bay going to win a Super Bowl this year? Nah. Yeah. I mean, if, if they did, great, awesome. But I'm not expecting that. None of us are expecting that. Yeah. As long as I'm seeing progress being made and the team developing their talent, I call that a win. Like, and everyone's like, "Oh, so you're going to take uh, a consolation prize win or 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 whatever?" I'm like, "Yeah, I am." Cause I didn't expect this team to do hardly anything. And I know everybody out there that's saying anything to me, you definitely weren't expecting anything when green Bay was two and five. 
you figured that Green Bay was going to go and get blown out by the Lions, and they were going to get blown out by the Chiefs, and they were just going to lose all season long. Jordan Love was going to get benched because he wasn't good. Matt LaFleur was going to get fired. Joe Barry was going to become the head coach. That's why I know where you were at, okay? So as long as Green Bay, <laughs> like sounds, you said, that sounds awful. Don't ever utter those <laughs> words again. That Joe Barry becomes the head coach. Nick, I know that you're not on Twitter when you say things like this, because there are people awesome. out there that would think that that's a good idea. Okay, they'd be like, "Look, defense hasn't been allowed points this year. That's all Joe Barry's good." So that no. means no. Anyway, yeah, as long as Green Bay makes progress in the game slash like looks competent, that's what matters to me. I, as long as like if Green Bay gets blown out and everybody looks bad now, I'm like, eh, that's not good. But as long as Green Bay looks like they should be on the same field, I'll call it a win. Absolutely. Well, guys, we've uh, we've got we've been going at this for about a half hour here. So why don't we wrap things up here real quick? Uh, we'll get some predictions and we'll get out of here. So Jimmy, uh, what do you got for a prediction for the game? Oh man, uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs. 27 Packers 17. Gage, you don't seem happy with that answer. <laughs> no, because that's what my answer was gonna be. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yeah, no, you're you're lame. I'm gonna pick a different one. Uh I will say though, <laughs> just as a bit of breaking news, veteran safety Adrian Amos and the Jets have mutually agreed to part ways. So former Packer is done in uh New York. Bring them uh, home, that is, boys. That's basically the – that is, I believe, the second one uh, as Alan Lazard was a healthy scratch last week. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. I do think the Chiefs are going to win. And you know what? I'll give the Green Bay defense a little more credit. I think it's 24-17. I think that uh, Green Bay is able to keep it close. Uh, I think that the Chiefs' offense still has some kings to work out. And I also think that the Chiefs aren't really trying to run up scores so much this year. I think that like a lot of their higher scores have been somewhat accidental or uh, like just defensive miscommunication type, type stuff. And I think that Green Bay is able to keep it a little closer than everybody's predicting. So 24-17. All right. Well, I think we're all on the same page here and that we all believe that the Chiefs will come away with this one. Um, I, too, will take the Chiefs to win this. I think it's just a little too much for Green Bay right now at this point with their young team. Um, I will take the Chiefs to win 31-21. Uh, they'll score a touchdown late to pull away with the 10-point victory there. So, um, well, guys, let's wrap things up here. Jimmy, if people want to follow your work, get in touch with you, how can they do that? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C08. Everything posted there, Pack Report, Pack a Day, Game on Wisconsin, Lombardi's Bar. About to watch the boys trailer season four so let's wrap this up because i am pumped to watch that you guys watch the boys i did not amazon uh, prime gotta watch it i don't <laughs> I, I got too many other things to watch uh anyway you can find me on twitter at g bridge for nfl uh still doing work with uh denver stiffs and rotoballer uh denver it's covering denver nuggets and then betting content every saturday and then i might have some other work uh develop in the in progress here in the next few weeks so find all links to all work on twitter all right, there you go. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. Um, about the only content I post are uh, the Packer radio highlights. I uh, got the Detroit Lions game up just uh, this past week. A lot more fun to do when they're winning. Um, but uh, I will get the Packers Chiefs radio highlights posted at some point this coming week. And uh, hopefully it's with a win. But 
they'll be there, win, lose, or draw. So, uh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this is the first Sunday night game for the Packers this year, isn't it? Shut up. I feel like I, I think hey, so. they could get flexed, man. You don't know. We find out tomorrow. Well, they're not getting flexed out. This, this drive, guys. No, 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 no. I'm saying like they could get flexed into Sunday night, like over the. No, but I mean, this is their first one for the year. They haven't played oh, a first Sunday night game yet. Have they? Have they not had another one? They had a Monday night game against the Raiders. I don't think they've played Sunday night. Monday night? Uh, no, they haven't. Yeah, I'm looking through the schedule now. They had a Thursday. Yeah, they had a couple Thursday games. Yeah, this is their first Sunday night game. Okay. And then yeah. we play the Giants on Monday too, right? And they chose not yep. to flex that. Yeah, yep. Giants on Monday. Uh, Hot, Sunday, and and Sunday. then they they play the Vikings on no, Sunday they, they night. Play, Vikings the on Sunday night. Yeah. Yep. So, well, enjoy the long wait for Packers Chiefs. Enjoy the noon game. Enjoy that Eagles Phillies game at three. That'll be fun. Um, a, a, a in enjoy the Eagles enjoy the football. By the way. Everybody, I was I was gonna let him. What did I say? I wasn't. You said <laughs> Eagles really? Phillies. Big stupid oh, idiot. W- well. She- <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Eagles Indiana, 49ers, you uh, Phillies are this. a uh, baseball team, for those that don't know. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't know why Andy lets me keep doing this. I appreciate it, um, but I... I, <laughs> I think it's because you're good at editing. <laughs> you know, and you're he beautiful. could just let me edit without talking. <laughs> That's oh, well, thank you for the correction, Gage. Uh, yeah, enjoy the Eagles 49ers game. That's what I meant to say. Um... Enjoy that. Enjoy all of Sunday. Enjoy the Packers game, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Three Stooges here. Uh, We appreciate you. Thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, go Packers.
everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.